Hey, this is Spencer Huddleston. And Brad. We're talking on the huddle. All things sports, all the time. All right, welcome back to the huddle. I am your host, pals All-American, Spencer Huddleston. Uh, With me, I've got the pleasure of two fellas joining today. Uh, As you all know, Brad Weems, uh, owner of Thunder Valley Fitness, uh, Brad, looking like you just finished a super set of curls for the girls. What's That's up, right? Today? Still got a little residual <laughs> pump going on. Uh, so, yeah, hit a good workout at the gym this morning. It's time to have a little fun now, hang out with you guys. So, uh, let's talk some sports. Hey, happy Friday. Uh, we've also got a, a new recruit. So, we, we've gotten some awesome feedback on the first couple weeks of the show. Um, we were live on Facebook as we are today. I had a whole lot of high school girlfriends checking in and telling me how big I've gotten <laughs> since the last thing they saw. Not in a good way. Not in a good Sliding way. Sliding those DMs. No, that's, that's totally a lie. I didn't have any high school girlfriends. <laughs> hey, but we've got a new recruit. So we're up in our game here at the huddle. Uh, we've got Greg Hoffman with us, who is a newly recruited former Division One athlete, uh, currently works with Bristol Motor Speedway. Greg, what's up? Not much, guys. Thanks for having me. I uh, look forward to uh, to the chat today, um, see what topics we've got to cover. Well, we got a few. Uh, we're going to start with the, some questions. I think the audience needs to get to know you a little bit, uh, and then you and I are going to go through a, a psychiatric eval together of our... We might be here a while. <laughs> yeah, our sports <laughs> fandom, but l- let me start off. So what, what are your big sport teams that you follow? Uh, well, um, played football at Louisville, so of course my Louisville Cardinals. Um, I grew up a Notre Dame fan. Uh, grandfather played sports, football, and basketball at Notre Dame. So huge, uh, huge Notre Dame fan there prior to my my time at Louisville. Um, and uh, on the the NFL side, a Bears fan. Um, unfortunately, uh, here lately, um, minus eighty five and what 2007 yeah. on the Super Bowl appearance but yeah. uh, pretty pretty dismal all uh, small market teams yes, it sounds like You'd before be- <laughs> and after and then a uh, big baseball fan with the St. Louis Cardinals so that's pretty much my of course NASCAR um as well so, so we're excited to have a uh, a bona fide athlete that played college ball um as sports fans we've got to hear your favorite sports moment either that you played in or that you witnessed as an athlete. Uh, well, I'm I'm one and zero against Nick Saban. <laughs> wow, I mean, who's batting? Up? That's better than all Tennessee coaches. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> we uh, when when Saban was at Michigan State, uh, went up uh, went up to East Lansing, uh, down at halftime. Um, things weren't looking good. We put in a, a freshman quarterback by the name of Chris Redman. Uh, moved a, a corner, uh, an All-American cornerback, uh, Sam Madison, who went on to some Pro Bowls in the NFL, uh, to wide receiver. Chris threw a couple of <laughs> sideline bombs to Sam, uh, got the lead, and uh, yeah, we ended up beating Saban. He couldn't like, game something like for thirty you. to twenty or something after being down twenty to ten. So shut him out in the second half, and that was kind of Redmond's Redmond's. Uh, Coming out party, so to speak. So yeah. Did uh, Michigan State have any notable players that were on that team? Uh, Tony Banks was on that team. Flozell Adams was the big left yep. tackle for the Cowboys for years and years. Um, uh, Derek Mason, receiver for the Titans. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Cedric big Irvin was a running Mason back. He he had some time in the league, but yeah, cool. Uh, some some defensive players on there had a little bit of league time, but yeah. Well, let me flip that one on you. What was the most embarrassing sports story from your time playing mm, ball? Mm, mm, mm. 
probably the most the most embarrassing just curb stomp that we got was Tulane. Uh, but that, in, in defense of us, that was the year Tulane went undefeated in '97. Sean King was the quarterback. It was it was ugly. The wheels had come off the season for us, and they were rolling for them. It was like a sixty-one to so not personally seven. embarrassing. No, just, just a team yeah, just embarrassing. A, just a just a butt whooping. Oh, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Well, I got I got to tee one more up for you. I from having many friends who have played on the offensive line. In my past, uh, I think I know the answer to this one. But are you a run block or a pass block kind of guy? Man, um, I will probably I'll probably surprise you, but but probably more of a pass block. Wow, guy, you know, um, quick on your feet. Then. Yeah, run in our Louisville offenses with Redmond, and we 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 were throwing the ball all over. So. Um, I think in in today's game, same way, um, you know, your pass protection is um, is so key. You got you got to run the ball to 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 have some semblance of balance, but but it, throwing the ball, it's it's where it's. You at. You think that position's changed now that there are different. I, I think it has. I mean, you know, twenty plus years ago when I played, that was kind of that was cutting edge. I mean, you think that was kind of. Ty Detmer at BYU. We had Redmond. I mean, those guys. Those guys set career passing yard records. Um, that you know now, now they were one and two, and now they're like thirteenth and fourteenth. You right. know, after you run through Texas Tech quarterbacks and right. other BYU quarterbacks that followed Detmer and so on and so forth. So um, that was cutting edge back in the mid to late nineties, and now it's that's pretty much. I still miss the old three yards in a class. Hey, so I mean, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. It's you know, I, I played at a high school that was, you know, old school coach. We ran the ball. It was, you know, three. If you pass, three things can happen, and two of them are bad. <laughs> and you know, so it was a culture shift and shock for me. But um, you know, if you're sound in the in the pass protection game, when they know you're throwing the ball and you can pick up blitzes and you can you can um, be successful in the passing game, you know. You almost work in reverse. You know, you throw the ball to set up the run. I mean, that's how spread offenses work now. Well, we're so. glad to have you quick on your feet here on the show with us. Uh, Spence, i got a question. What do you think me. about initiation? Let's do it. Uh, you know, maybe we could throw some some questions at us. And- All right. Uh, yeah. So, um, Greg, let's do a little quick fire here. Okay. First thoughts, words, adjectives that come to mind with each one of these and we're going to give you one pass okay, okay. we've got 12 pass. 12 on deck do i get a pass one mulligan <laughs> <clears throat> all right here we go let's kick it off uh peyton manning pass no <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean i i i think the best quarterback to ever play um travesty that uh, didn't win a heisman you know the the charles woodson crowd that year but uh you know just Ultimate, ultimate quarterback, the the man's man, the guy's guy, yep. um, you know, coach on the field, you know, didn't throw the prettiest ball, but man, <laughs> I mean, what the career that he put together in um, Indianapolis and Denver, I can't argue with the results. Two I got Super one Bowls. for you. President. Forget Kanye. Forget Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting for Peyton for president. There we go. Not a bad call. The sheriff. Uh, here we go. Uh, 40 time. 
my personal best 40 time was high school when I was kind of probably more considered a defensive lineman, but 497. But Ooh, nice. big 300 pounder, I was still rumbling in there at 5'2. Blazing. Yeah. I got one for you there too. Sundial. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was more I was more into the squat rack than the forty times. So when I, when I left Louisville, I was still uh, still held the record uh, there at seven twenty five. So I could Golly. I could squat a small car back in the day. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, being a Louisville an- alum, uh, Petrino's motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Old Bobby. Um, well, that was during his Arkansas tenure, or the end of his Arkansas tenure. Yeah. Uh, so just, yeah, after he spurred Louisville to go to the Falcons, spurred the Falcons to go to Arkansas, uh, then wound up with a blonde on the back of a motorcycle with a neck brace and scars all over his face. Yeah, um, like road then, rash Then, then we had the Louisville Cardinals had the foresight to uh, to hire him back for a second round that uh, that ultimately did not end up uh, too well, but uh, I think we need more of that in sports. And I can tell you who I <laughs> more want to co-eds see. on the back of motorcycles. <laughs> that, and I also want to see. I want to see Lane Kiffin going. Did y'all hear about? So when Lane Kiffin was, I think it was Florida Atlantic, whatever he was, he had an alias that he used out at oh, bars yes, with young girls. It was uh, what was it? Joey Freshwater. Freshwater. <laughs> I want Joey, Joey Freshwater, Freshwater back. <laughs> I don't know his uh, relationship status right now. I don't think he's married again. It's but uh, I would. <laughs> I would say, I would say Joey Freshwater is still getting some traction around uh, uh, Mississippi. You think there's right an now. active Tinder account for Lane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. unquestionably. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, TikTok. TikTok. So big, big in the the house with my 16 year old daughter. Um, but uh, but I, I I think I might have been part of one TikTok. Organized dance in uh, well, that's going in, on in, the, in, the, in, the, in the shutdown times. So. What, uh, what's that screen name? <laughs> Noah, which one was it? I honestly don't even remember. All I right. honestly don't remember. All right, moving on. Uh, leg day, leg day, absolutely big. Okay. I mean, it was it was all. And I had a pretty decent bench back in the day, but all about the legs, man. I'm saying it's, optional <laughs> for leg day. I'm saying never. Uh, <laughs> no, I was a uh, you know. Losing losing uh, my plane weight. I mean, you look at pictures from the plane days, I was all hips and ass. So it's like I was all about the squats, all about the leg press. Leg day, most definitely. All right, uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I, think, I think the best overall college football season, um, really two seasons. I mean, his, his junior year was even better than his Heisman winning sophomore year. Um, Baker Mayfield beat him out that year, but um, dynamic and uh, just such a just such an awesome person. Underrated well. passer too. Underrated I think passer. That's that. that's you know there was a quote I saw here just this week of you know uh, anonymous AFC North coach saying that the game will catch up to Lamar. It's Nobody gives Freddy him Kitchens. the credit. <laughs> not, not Nobody even there gives him the credit that he deserves. I mean, yes, there's some passes like we were talking about, joking with Peyton Manning. Doesn't throw a great ball. Sometimes it doesn't look pretty. But you, how can you argue with the numbers? How can you argue well, with the stats? When you're pressing Vic, you're doing something. Yes, right. I right. mean, I mean, Vic has been on record as saying he's he's two or three times the quarterback that I ever was. So, you know, it was awesome to see. 
him silence a majority of the naysayers last year, but uh, but still, um, just he'll keep he'll keep transforming the game and the quarterback position, and uh, absolutely love love seeing him on Sundays. All right, let's talk about a St. Louis uh, artist, uh, Nelly. Nelly, friend of the show. <laughs> Is it hot in here? Let's <laughs> keep her clothes on. Yeah. What, what's uh, what's the last song hit song Nelly's had? Is so it, has we, it been anything since like we struggled? We struggled naming this podcast, and for several unpublished episodes, we called ourselves the Tip Drill uh-huh. until we found out what it meant. <laughs> so that's our that's our Nelly connection. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's talk about ice dancing. Ice dancing. Um, okay, well, about the closest I can get to that, and I'm I'm known around town as a as a my, my I'm a one trick pony on karaoke. <laughs> ice ice baby. I know every word. I don't know how it, stick, it. it sticks in my brain, but uh, yeah. So that's that's as close as I got to ice dancing is ice ice baby. All right, let's talk about English Premier League. Hmm, not much of a soccer fan here, so. Uh, my kids played it for a couple of years. That's about all I got. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, the could have used your pass. No, you that's true. That's true. Uh, you got uh, three more, so the pass okay. is still available. Uh, right. The TB12 uh, method. Uh, the training method. Um, and die. Like, he did a bunch of yeah, diet stuff, Yeah, you know, too. he got the personal coach that was always rubbing Belichick, you know, uh, the wrong way. Not not literally, but um, just, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just you can't, you can't argue with the guy's results again. I mean, he's you talk about greatest quarterbacks ever. I mean, he's he's on the Mount Rushmore there. So, I read no um, further than doesn't eat tomatoes, and I was sorry. That's that's all I needed. <laughs> all right, let's talk about Cam Newton's fashion choices. Uh, well, I think early on that started out okay. You know, he was he was he was kind of on the cutting edge. You know, had his little clothing line that was sold in Belk. You know, I think I bought a couple of pieces. You, you know, at <laughs> one time, All like right. you know. But What's then the it just the then, then it just fashion line? I think it was just Cam. It was wow. something. Yeah, it was in okay. Belk stores. Um, but then it just jumped the shark. Yeah, and it started. Was, it was like started uh, going with the bandanas and you know just right. It yeah, was very just, Westbrook-esque, yes. and then it's he's taking it to another level. Yeah. Who do you think's doing it better, him or Westbrook? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Westbrook probably. It just uh, agreed mostly because of the the NBA style is just so much more impressive. But I don't know. I like the comparison of Cam when he got out of the car uh, to report to New England. They they called the man Beetlejuice with that, <laughs> with that outfit he had on, and I loved it. I mean, I, I missed that outfit. I'm going to look it up. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Greg, All right, Greg's well, got it from Belk. If you <laughs> check that out. All right, last one. Best facial hair in sports. Who, who? I mean, hmm. Is there some obvious ones that I'm not thinking of? My mind goes to just like offensive linemen with the big, bushy 70s beards. There you go. I've um, got Jeff Fisher as mine. Caterpillar yeah. mustache. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can't hold anything to Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> how about right. how about Gardner uh, Minshew? Oh, yeah. There we you go. I mean, that's, go. It's a little, you know, bringing it onto the playing field a little bit. It's kind of like the bowl cut just, that you do yourself or like your mom does with mm-hmm, a bowl on your mm-hmm. head. It's been a while since I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spence, what do you think? Did he pass? I think so. All I right. think we're doing good. We'll, you know, yeah, I didn't, we'll, I didn't we'll even use going. a pass there. I had them all down. I was impressed with TikTok. You, you knew the, <laughs> the, the, the whole deal I'm there. I'm going to be uh, 
digging and finding that video after the show. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, keep talking about quarterbacks. Uh, the big news this week is the Mahomes deal. So, do you see those statistics uh, on those memes on the internet about Huge. how much he gets paid, like per minute, hour? Yeah, day. and then I saw the one that they translated it into how much ketchup that that will purchase because he's apparently yeah he puts ketchup on everything. Yeah, he's like a massive ketchup yeah. guy, but. The numbers are crazy. I mean, you can't – what better timing? It's like the exact opposite of what I think we're going to talk about, Dak. You know, to show this type of success that he's had, winning a Super Bowl is incredible, is dynamic just like Lamar yeah. Jackson. I mean, can do everything on the football field. Pay the man his money. I mean, I've got no problem with it. I think he's worth that and more. Ten years ten years is a long time. So um you don't know I don't know what the opt outs and the buyouts and what's guaranteed out of that, but ten years is a long time. They said half, it's likely, a, half a billion? I mean ten and it's years five hundred structured low. So apparently yeah. it's a team friendly deal for years five through ten from okay. what I saw. Okay. But yeah, I mean production on the field, I mean I, Again, he was a little banged up with the knee last year. You got to worry about that, just longevity at the quarterback position. But um, I mean, what he's what he's come and, and done since I guess technically his second year. Um, you know, MVP season, um, Super Bowl champ. You can't argue with the results on the field. Well, well the Titans were just so hot, and uh, you know they were just trampling over everybody and. Took out the Ravens and Lamar when that was just a throwaway game. Yeah. And we're and, up, and, up yeah, big on the Chiefs. Yeah, had a couple of touchdown leads. And yep. then what he did, you know, yep. from second quarter on was yep. just outrageous. Incredible. He it, was one going back to the draft that year. And unfortunately, my Bears um, passing on um, Deshaun Watson is who I wanted in that spot. And, uh, we took and un- unfortunately <laughs> took Mitch, Mitch, uh, biscuits. They saved half Just, a billion dollars doing that. And then, you know, Mahomes wasn't on anybody's radar besides probably Andy Reid that year. You know, um, I, I expected him to be the big arm quarterback that, you know, never, never made it. But, uh, you know, um, I wanted Deshaun for the bears and, um, uh, pace it, the bears, um, felt Trubisky was the choice I, in, know, the, in the moment, but I love the fact, in retrospect, and you, know, I love you, you pass success. on two franchise best quarterbacks um, and, you know, then see those guys go on four or five years later and have the success they're having. What do you think about that Trubisky pick uh, when it happened? Oh, I was, I have never been one of those Uber fans that yells at my TV, but I <laughs> Good did. or bad. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. And and even to trade up a pick to yeah. get get him. Yeah. I mean, I was watching the NFL draft on my couch, and I stood up and screamed and at he, the TV. He had started what ten games. It in was. His I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was one of those you know workout warrior. You know, looks good in gym shorts and throws a tight spiral, and Not everybody everybody was sold. When when I had personally seen Deshaun Watson, you know, for three years at Clemson, oh, you yeah. know. Um, the leadership coming off a national championship, all those intangibles beyond the, the numbers and the physical attributes. I mean, the leadership um, that he bestowed. Um, Graduated in three years, yeah. if I remember and just, correctly. You know, for for Dabo to say, you know, Michael Jordan like qualities, and and not to not to say that lightly. Yep, I mean, a winner, and you got to love yeah. the success that's coming from Mahomes as a. Son of a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a good read about Pat Mahomes and Steph Curry, similarly coming from, you know, 
second generation mm-hmm. professional athletes. Like they have clearly been taught how to play the game. Another one of my all time favorites is Ken Griffey Jr. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like I just love that generational yeah. success that comes from I mean, understanding the game and understanding what comes certainly with Certainly the, the talent and again, the physical attributes and everything that they have. But I think it's just so much more the, the mental aspect of the game that they saw firsthand and saw how to deal with adversity and saw how to push through and persevere and then the talent takes over once you once you master the mental side of the game and yeah it's i think they have that unique advantage to to see it through their through their dad's you know through their dad's point of view go get that catch up there you go (laughs) (laughs) all right so dax wanting his money now what do you think is he worth it you know i keep looking at the the recent posts that have come from Cam Newton. And I think to myself, the NFL at best, the thing that I love the most about the NFL, it's a meritocracy. And it's always been a meritocracy. You're not given anything in in guaranteed money. The the contracts can be cut mm-hmm. short. Cam can say all that he wants that he's been disrespected. And I'll, I'll get to Dak because I think Dak actually is owed money. Um, I think with Cam – you know, he's in the perfect deal. He's in the perfect system for who he is and the risks that have come with him. Because I think he's been obviously maligned by injury. He hasn't proven that he can do the the thing that gets you to that Pat Mahomes level, that gets you that massive contract. Would I love to see it? Absolutely. I, on the converse of that, though, I do think that Dak has proven enough, particularly in his division, that he can win games against those teams. And I think he can be a consistent quarterback and I think he should be paid. <clears throat> so is, is Dak, is his success um, in years, what's this now, is this going into his fourth year? I think so. something like that. So, you know, rook, rookie, yeah. rookie year, no expectations, wins the starting job, has a healthy offensive line and, and Zeke Elliott behind him. Right. Oh, he just yeah he, he just he just has to fit in and you know not lose the game you know second year when Moore's on him I I don't think that he has the success year three banged up offensive line um where do they go eight and eight yeah. so and now I, he's got Cooper I mean he's got all the don't weapons. get me wrong mm-hmm. I think he's talented I think he is uh I think he's a top ten quarterback in the league but um, you know certainly not 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 Mahomes money um, at all. So I'll um, be interested to see who gets that next big one. I mean, I think it's got to be Dak, right? Probably the next one, yes. But uh, you know, probably the 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 next one that um, could get approach Mahomes' money, I think's Lamar. I mean, you got to do something with Lamar in the next yep. year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move to Cam with the Pats. Um, a lot of people believe it's going to be you know a stellar year for him. They win the Super Bowl or uh, Belichick will get fed up with him and cut him next week. So what are <laughs> just, you guys expecting? I just we should mandate on this podcast that you do a shirtless workout video in black and white and take breaks during your crunches and talk about the lack of respect <laughs> that you're getting. I, how is that a Belichick system type of move? I, I don't get it. I mean, I root for the guy, but that's, that's yeah, a it's uh, it is interesting. Is it too late to get uh, to get hard knocks over to New England? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both both the L.A. teams. I mean, just give me some give me some behind the scenes footage there. Just give me a nugget. But yes, you know, on one hand, you got to think Belichick and his pride and in, in his system, you know, 
most every ounce of his being wants Jared Stenham to be the quarterback there. Because he's vanilla, he's yeah, reliable. You know, yeah. and it's just kind of, you know, until the Cam deal just literally fell in his lap. And yeah. kudos to kudos to Cam, man. I mean, to to, you know, be coming off the injuries, but kudos to him to bet on himself and to to have the to, to be humble enough to accept a deal like that when you know your value is so much higher than that. So, um, you know, there were only a, a limited number of spots that he could have landed beyond mm-hmm. New England. I mean, I've heard San Diego talk. And I'll, I'll be honest, back to the Bears, when, that, when he first got released or was on the cusp of they were trying to trade him before, I was all in. I'm like, give me Cam and let's go. I was so, shocked he, he, you know, it took so <clears throat> long for him to get signed. Yeah. Yeah. He's a talent. He yeah. is. And yeah. a great – I mean, he's yeah. d- dynamic as a runner too, yeah. not just as a passer. Right. And Belichick always – I mean, that's the thing about the Pats. They always figure it out. To me, it's funny because they're doing a thing that you would never expect the Patriots to do. I mean, they sign Ocho Cinco. They sign Randy Moss. Yeah. But they do those things, you know, quietly almost at the towards the end of their career or times when you don't feel like they're going to How did Antonio Brown work out last right, year? <laughs> exactly. Cam's going to come in day 1 and I mean likely be the the starter you would think, right? I think so. You would you would have to think so, but again, being being that team friendly contract, I mean it it gives it gives the Patriots and Belichick there's there's not a lot of skin in the game for them. So um you know, in in Cam's point of view, I, I think he has to look at that as well. And you know, this is this is this is the the time that he, you know, he gets his career back on track after a couple of seasons since what 2015 when he went to the Super Bowl and won the MVP. Yep. I mean, that's it's five years ago. Whatever it is, it's in a weird sports year. Pop a bag of popcorn and watch Bill Belichick and Cam Newton. I mean, that's I'm buying that <laughs> let's ticket. See every what day. happens? I, and I don't like the Patriots at all. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, pivot to the NBA. We've got the NBA bubble getting ready to, to get going here in a couple of weeks. Uh, what we got some exhibition games taking place soon. Is that correct? Or you know, Rajon Rondo posts a picture of him in the nicest hotel room that I've ever been in <laughs> and calls it calls a, it a motel, motel six. six. I, you know, I, I just, I love it. It's, it, oh, it's, that's been the daily entertainment, the, the meal choices, yeah. the meal choices, um, you know, just, yeah, the, the, um, the, the exercise regimens, everything that they're posting. It's yeah. a whole new world. I mean, the technology that they have, to keep people socially distant, the rings that they're putting on players that will test them positive for the virus. Like I I'm really interested in, and I think Greg, you probably got some firsthand experience in this, but what, what does the new face of sports look like as people start to jump back into this thing? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, with, with us at Bristol motor speedway, having the all-star race next weekend, you know, that's, it's, it's, that is a, that's the first professional sporting event with a, any any decent sized crowd. I mean, you had Talladega a few weeks ago with 5,000 fans, but uh, 30,000 uh, fans at Bristol. Um, Average 1.2 blood alcohol on that, on that um, crew? Or well, you, not you, officially you, reported. You by are NASCAR. allowed to bring your beer in in a clear plastic bag. There so you go. Um, that, might, that might impact that level. Um, but, you know, the eyes of sports are going to be on us here in Bristol, Tennessee of – 
Um, you know, we've had a plan put together, worked with the state and local health officials on doing this event and doing it safely. We have a unique venue that allows us to spread that, that amount of people out. Um, but you know, not only in the NASCAR world, but in the world of sports, I mean, this could, this could be an example of how you successfully play college football, professional football, um, in the fall with, you know, with, with a sizable, with a sizable crowd and do it safely. Are you guys getting kicked back? Um, certainly. I mean, it's, it's the times we live in and, you know, everybody that does have a voice, but, um, you know, again, it's, it's been done. It's been vetted. Um, we had a lot of a plan in place to safely put on an event. It's been now five or six weeks ago when we did an event without fans. So that was for the safety of the drivers and crew. Then you add to that plan, um, um, 30,000 fans and how to do that safely. Um, so we had a good uh, head start on that, but um, again, working with state and local health. I feel like officials. the drivers are bought in, like, are they behind oh, absolutely. The, the move? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, so many comments and, and it is, it's eerie to have an event without fans. Um, you know, we had a great race going back to the food city 500 and one of the best finishes we had, you know, fan favorite Chase Elliott, Joey Logano bumping at the end, taking both out, you know, jawing at each other on pit road after the And normally our crowd would have just erupted. And, you know, once the car engine shut off and they're down there, you know, John is <laughs> like, you could hear crick. Yeah. You could hear them across the track. And so it just, to have the element of the fans, what we do is for the fans. Right. I mean, we're not doing this for our own enjoyment. We, we do this for the fans. So to be able to have that fan aspect back is is huge. And, and it feels like it's going to be iterative too, because you know you see that NFL news about how they're going to allow a full contact sport for sixty minutes, but they have outlawed the exchange of jerseys after yeah. the game. And and those are things that just seem to be inconsistent, but by sport, by region, by league, I feel like you have to learn those lessons and apply those mm -hmm. things. I don't think there's any other way to go through it. Mm -hmm. So one of the sports I've heard that athletes say that um, it is almost an advantage to not have uh, spectators is the UFC. And uh, with that being said, um, I hear that UFC fighters now can hear their coaches better. Oh. And um, there, there was a specific fight a month or so ago that I remember saying that, you know, uh, this fighter was like, if I wasn't able to hear my coach, I would have lost the fight basically. So, but, um, you know, they're, the UFC's, uh, heading out to fight Island this weekend. Mm -hmm. They're going to be there. What for the next three weeks mm -hmm. after that? Can't um, wait. I know it's going to be awesome and we've got a big fight this weekend. So, um, what are you guys thinking? You any fans at all on Fight Island? No, they, they're not, not even limited. Just tiki torches around the octagon. Nice, nice. So, just <laughs> is, is Jeff Probst going to be there? <laughs> Love it. I, it's back. It's back to no. You know, I, I hear the strategy part of that, but um, again, no crowd energy to feed off of when you know when the, the chips are down and you need that little bit of just edge, I think that's gotta be weird. You know, I've, I watched a couple of WWE um, Monday night raws early in quarantine and it's just, they were doing it in an empty studio, did, did WrestleMania in an empty yeah. studio. And technically it feels not, like it would be sound, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's like, like a, it's like a dress rehearsal. Right. So just the energy is not there to be able to, Right. Have your ultimate best performance. Yep. I, I, I think about third down on a Saturday night in October in Neyland Stadium and how just 
yes, reverberating electric. that is. And to have that same moment, you know, whitewashed essentially yeah. into, into and it becomes it becomes practice. a practice. It, it, right. beca- it becomes a game situation practice yeah. at that point. You know, I, maybe I'll pump my own crowd noise into my living room or something. Go. I don't know. So basically what we're saying is we need you guys to do it right next week so we can get these fans Again, back. And we, right. don't, we don't take the no responsibility pressure. lightly, uh, believe me. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's something that, um, that w- we have the best team in sports. I truly believe that um, here in, it, up the road at Bristol, and, and we'll be able to showcase how we do it and, and how people can model um, the plan that we've laid out. Awesome. So we got sports coming back in the next 30 days. Um, so we got that to look forward to, but what have you guys been doing to stay busy, have fun? Um, you know, what's been going on? So this is so against my personality that for those that know me, but, uh, I have been sucked into 90 day fiance. Oh, I mean, like, oh, wow. I feel better I mean, about mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is like every, every there's, I, I had no idea this. I, I had seen my daughter and, and, uh, wife watched this over the last year or two. I had no idea. There's like four shows simultaneously that you've got, uh, you've got shows where past guests go on and basically mock the, the, uh, the current season. What's the um, show? You got to get married in 90 days. It, there's it's, you, they're all, they all have relationships with, uh, with people from, uh, from a foreign country and it's okay. a visa situation and you've got to get engaged. Sometimes you got to get married. I don't know all the, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm <laughs> yeah, still trying yeah, to learn. Legal but there is, there is, you know, you've got to get visas to come to the U S they've got to get married over in the other country. So it can be recognized. So, but it is, an it's the logistics absolute, that appeal to Greg. It I is think. an absolute train wreck. Spence. I don't know how, but that show somehow ended up on my TV last Sunday morning. Okay. And just some of the couples that you see oh, paired together. I mean, you're like, how, how it's like Jerry Springer yes, type stuff. Yes. It's like where in their, in their minds do they think they can salvage something positive out of this relationship? This is but, mandated but, washing. But, apparently, but yet yeah. as you sit and watch it, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is just, this is a train wreck. And I feel much better about myself. Okay. <laughs> well, my, I, I'm telling you, mine's not far off from, from that. Um, I've also been on the the Netflix burn. Uh, I have self-admittedly always had a fascination with gothic horror, uh, religious stuff, the blade, you know, all the old, the exorcist, things like that. There is a, I assume, aimed at team girl drama called Warrior Nun on Netflix. I think I did see that in the the selections. Let let me tell you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My wife was watching Remember the Titans on the couch and asking me about the difference between offensive and defensive coordinators. And I could not be bothered because I had to find out if Ava or Beatrice or Lilith were going to be the halo bearer. This show is awesome. So, it's, so is this, is this into like the first season or is this, is it's this only the first season? It's almost like a B movie okay, kind of feel. Okay. Like it's, I get intimidated by all these shows that are in like season five or beyond and getting sucked just, in, and then you got to go back and watch. So much you know, catching up so to do. I just I, I I take I take shows very lightly. No, it's like if Twilight okay. met the Da Vinci Code met Blade. <laughs> 
With a little bit of glee, maybe I just it's, can. Can we get Wesley Snipes <laughs> to get a cameo in there? It's, it's season two. Yeah, he needs money. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, that's that's my thing. Uh, I I woke up my wife in the middle of the night watching the season finale of The Warrior Nun, and let me tell you, season two I, I hope is coming soon because so you it's got legit. her sucked in. Huh? Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. Sports need to come back soon, <laughs> without a doubt. Amen. So. Well, good luck next week, uh, Greg. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, go with your face mask, please, when you're out. Or, or this can double as a as a nice fashionable ascot as well. There you kinda, go. PSA. Yes, kind of Fred from Scooby Doo. Keep the tire <laughs> fragments from out of your mouth too at the racetrack. <laughs> yes, yes, cool. absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. Happy weekend.